Welcome to the SCORE Podcast, where small business matters, helping entrepreneurs, startups, and small business owners launch, grow, and thrive for the life of your business. Hello, and welcome to today's SCORE Podcast, where small business matters. This podcast is sponsored by SCORE a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing free mentoring services and business resources to aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners who want to transform their side hustles into a money-making business. My name is Armando Ojeda. I'm a SCORE volunteer. And here with me is my co-host and fellow SCORE volunteer, Mark Trail. Hello, Mark. Good morning. Or hello. Well, yeah, well, hello and good morning to you. Yeah, great to hear that. Great to hear that sultry voice again on on the the Score Podcast airways. How are you doing down there in beautiful Arizona? Um, doing terrific. It's sunny and not warm, but still, you know, having sunlight really, you know, lifts up my spirit every day. As does being here with you guys. So. Um, I wanted to tell you a little bit of a story. You know, I used to be a corporate road warrior and I used to fly a lot, like many people back in the day when flight was common. And so I used to use that time as a as a retreat, right? Because, you know, I didn't have to talk to anybody and all of that. But once in a while, I'd get somebody who was chatty and wanted to be friendly. And so what I would do is when I got to the inevitable question of, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I sell life insurance. And that would shut people up. It would stop them cold. And so it's interesting that I found that the topic of insurance seems to be one that a lot of people don't want to talk about. And I'm not quite sure why that is. But I I know, Mark, that you and I share a different point of view about insurance. You know, that is absolutely true, Armando. I, I find insurance... For me, I find it intriguing as a small business owner because it, it impacts virtually every every risk within our business is going to be weaved in and out of by insurance. And, you know, even during normal times, having the improper coverage as it relates to your insurance can have catastrophic consequences to your to your business. And so often small business owners don't don't realize that. But now we're also looking at a time of COVID where not only are we dealing with all of the normal types of risks that the business owner is going to go through, but now we're looking at an opportunity where, or I'm not going to call that an opportunity, an issue where the COVID contamination, people coming back and say, I got sick from your, you know, from, from your business, from whatever it was that you were doing, and I'm holding you financially liable for that. We've now added a very dramatic twist to the proper insuring of, of your organization. Right. And, you know, to your point, um, I got some awareness about uh, insurance in particular when uh, the COVID hit and we went on the open mic, which you were also a co-host on. And there was lots of discussions with people because they didn't have any coverage for business continuity or they didn't have any coverage for disaster relief. And so they were really unprepared for the consequences of what happened to them. And they would look at their insurance policies and figure out that all of a sudden they didn't have the coverage that they thought they would have. So, you know, those of us, you know, looked at it and, um, you know, saw that that could be a really bad thing for people 
And then we got someone to talk about, you know, the need for insurance during this pandemic. And so we got educated about both sides of that equation. You know, and that's, that's uh, right on point, Armando. And when we talk about during the, the PPP, you know, that, that was a part of the open mic, or it certainly seemed to be a focus of our discussions then, we tried to navigate people as to, you know, the hard time that we were going through, but looking for the blessings. And as our last podcast demonstrated uh, with Rebecca Otten of Bravo, you know, she took the opportunity to pivot her business. And what was, what was a very, what is an ongoing and very difficult um, situation that we find ourselves, she represents the blessing or the person who, who took the opportunity. And the entrepreneur that showed up also to enlighten us on Zoom about taking advantage of changing business environment and insurance protection is our guest today, Ray Molden. Ray has a background in sales and for the past six years has been a small business owner growing his Allstate Insurance Agency in Oak Park, Michigan. And good morning, Ray. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me today. Sure. So before we get into the actual topic of insurance, because I know you know the nitty gritty of that, I also know you to be a really good business person who's growing your business. Well, so thank you. I'd like to ask you kind of a fundamental question because I, we run into this a lot is small business owners working with business professionals like yourself, right? Yes, you do sell financial services and all of that. And, you know, because business owners don't want to incur insurance as an expense necessarily, they, they miss the opportunity to actually consult with or get good advice from a professional like yourself. So I wanted to ask you the question. So how do you get small business owners, entrepreneurs to actually work with you, even independent of the products that you sell? So, uh, you know, great question, Armando. Uh, we'll start with the, uh, the mission statement of the agency to educate inform and inspire the community. So insurance is a foundation piece. You don't build a house without a foundation because if you build it and you don't have a good foundation, what's gonna to happen to the house? It's gonna fall apart. So it's gonna give you security and protect you in everything you wanna do. If you wanna build on an addition, if you wanna get that new hot tub or a pool table, or you're having people over to the house and you guys seen it before where the, the, the floor is falling through, you know, at, at some college house party. Well, the foundation wasn't good. And if you don't have insurance, you can find yourself in a situation where that will happen to you. And not is it only going to impact your business, it's going to impact your family and your whole world. You know, I, here we are at the year's end, we're looking ahead to the next 12 months. And it, and it brought up an idea in my mind as I was preparing to have the opportunity to talk to you today, Ray. And I, mm -hmm. I remember an old saying that, that says there are three people that you don't want to keep a secret with. And that would be your spouse, your doctor, and your lawyer. And I think preparing today, I would like to add that fourth person, and that is your insurance rep. Uh, most people don't really know what their insurance policies contain. Again, I think to, to what Armando had said previously, they're, they're cost-centric. They want to keep costs down. They're, they're looking at it from the perspective of, I know I need insurance, but I want to minimize it as, as a cost center. Uh, 
Uh, but they don't really realize that maybe that wasn't the best decision until something happens and they find out that they're not adequately covered. Why should business owners review their uh, policies periodically and what should they be looking for? So, uh, you know, I want to add two more people to that. So I want to include my the accountant and the insurance guy. Okay. So in every business move that I make, I have a discussion with all of those people that we just discussed. Um, however, reviewing it yearly is a great thing, just like you, you go to the doctor, get a checkup. You get a physical once a year. With Allstate, uh, what, what happens with their policy is they review the policies yearly and look at what kind of exposure that they had in that year. So where are the losses? Do we have a major amount of fires in a certain area where there are earthquakes or there are a bunch of thefts and then start adjusting the policies? That's key. They do some of the heavy lifting for you. However, would a, uh, I'm about to do an expansion of the business movement into a, a larger space. So obviously I'm gonna need more insurance for that space. I have a large parking lot that I will uh, be responsible for. So, and, and a sidewalk in front of the building as well. So slip and fall, things like that. As, as you're maneuvering, as life starts changing, you want to sit down with your insurance agent. Most, because most people say insurance is written in Chinese. And most people don't understand how to read Chinese. I do. That's what we do. Um, I'm, my wife's an attorney. has been a, a practicing attorney for the last 15 years uh, with a background in accountant. And um, she also worked for Mass Mutual, too. So having that combination of being her in the policy, we're able to analyze and review and give advice, business advice to people. We do more than just sell insurance. And with the financial side of the business, doing retirement planning, investment, mutual funds, annuities, what have you, we're looking at the total picture. So kind of the total good health picture of this individual, what's going to make them strong or what's going to keep them going forward. Um, so I wanted to ask, you know, because you mentioned some of the things that, uh, you know, people may not think about, you know, the, the sidewalk, the parking lot, you know, and, and so other things that, you know, as a business owner, I mean, you, you, you are a risk manager to some extent, but you don't have the same breadth of scope that a, a professional risk manager has, right? So, right. you know, you, you mentioned some of those items, but the other thing that I have found is that, you know, I've taken over many organizations and I've asked for an inventory list and people rarely have an, invent, uh, an asset inventory. So I mm -hmm. wanted to ask you about how you help your small business owners to actually uh, understand the value of their assets, the scope of their assets and how to protect against their loss. So in, in, the, in the policy, uh, we look at the, the property that the business owner. Now, you know, there's the, 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 the average stuff that people are gonna have in office, you know, computers and printers and desks and chairs. For However, you have other property in that office that you may not, may, you know, maybe you keep clothing in there so you can have a change of clothing and that needs to be covered. Uh, you know, maybe you, uh, my wife's here with me, so she has different things for her other business that she runs in the office. And we have to consider that. Uh, Allstate has uh, what they call a, a locker. 
an electronic locker. So you can upload all of these things, pictures, whatever. So it's out there just in case there ever is an event. So for instance, I can upload all of the information um, for when I buy a purchase to computers, a television set, refrigerated microwave, all of the furnishings in our office. I have real data. So when the claim adjuster gets ready to view my, review my claim and I've had a fire, they know exactly what I had and what the value of that was. There's nothing in question. It's nothing like having a claim and the guy's 50% is short of where you need to be and you're trying to justify that. If you do that on a regular basis, I ask those questions when we first open that policy. What do you have? Give me an inventory of it. You know, maybe your accountant can help you with that if, you know, you're doing depreciation on those assets. Let's put that information away and tuck it for later. Most companies, I find out, do not have the depth of relationships with their clients that we typically do. I want to find out about you. I want to find out about your family and kids and, you know, your hobbies and everything. Because, you know, what if you have a, a, a hobby that where you have to bring equipment and you, you're storing it in your business location and you lose that? That could be devastating to you personally, you know, very. Because, I mean, our, our businesses are a livelihood. So you just want to kind of review everything and, and making sure um, that the client has like a personal umbrella policy, a business umbrella policy. And they go, well, right. Why do I need that? You're, I love traveling. Say you're on a cruise and, you know, somebody accuses you of something. This, this, this personal umbrella policy and that business umbrella policy protects me over and above the policies that I currently have for any exposure, because my, my vehicles are commercially uh, registered. So when, you know, I get in an accident or whatever, they, they know that I'm a business owner. They see insurance agency. What, what are they, the first thing that's going to come to their mind? This is going to be a big claim. This is going to be a very big claim. You know, this guy's got some assets and they're going to go after those assets. So you want to protect those assets. Well, I know that Armando brought some good uh, questions to the table as it relates to protecting your assets and extending your assets. And I have a question I'm going to move on to, but I would like to ask a follow-up to that, something that I find kind of intriguing that, again, I know actually Armando and I sit around and talk about insurance in our oh, own time, man. not even for the I whole do. Yeah, I know. I like I know. you. You are two of my favorite guys. We can hey, sit around we and talk top. about one of the most boring <laughs> subjects in the world, right? <laughs> we, we are at Whoa. the top of the geek list, let me assure you, you know. <laughs> but, you know, we talked about extending coverage and as it relates to those various issues. And we talked about, you know, that that's in theoretically, that's an expansion of, of expense. Again, going back to that cost issue that so often our small business owners look at. But I also have heard, and, and maybe you could enlighten us a little bit more, that the small business owner should be taking a look at things that could quite literally reduce their insurance or, or provide them with a better premium. For instance, if they have a security system, making sure that you know about it, if they're, if they're activating that security system, do they have cameras? 
Do they have, are, are there other things that a small business owner should be looking at as it relates to their business and their inventory that if their insurance agent knew about it could have a very positive impact on, on their premium exposure? Oh, absolutely. Uh, do you have a fire suppression system in your building? Okay. Uh, is it fully ADA handicap accessible? Uh, you know, think somebody could trip and fall, but if it's designed, it's got a, a, a ramp, you have an option as opposed to just someone climbing up these stairs. You want to think about all of those things and having that in-depth conversation. Um, you know, there's a commercial that or they say, oh, okay, you call us and we'll give you a, a quote in 15 minutes or less. I say, if I don't talk to my client at least 45 minutes, I'm not going to get to know them. And I'm asking them all kinds of questions and they're laughing and we're developing a relationship and I'm getting the information that I need to properly protect them, okay, to properly protect them. I had one client um, and uh, early on in the pandemic, we got to talking and I don't know, the, the subject of vacation just came up and I found out that he had a mobile trailer. So he had this, not a mobile trailer, but a mobile home. And he was driving down to the Gulf of Mexico. And we got to talking about that. And I go, hold on, but you're in business. Now, are you still transacting business on that mobile trailer? Because, you, yeah, you go away. Yeah, we were gone for like a month. Well, you're transacting business on that mobile trailer. So, so, so now, 20% of your business is traveling with you. Let's make sure that you're covered for that exposure. Or uh, you're using your personal vehicle to do business in. Well, what, is the, what, what does your personal vehicle policy say? If you didn't talk to your agent about that and you're going around doing uh, uh, deliveries for Uber or, or, or something along like that, you could be exposed. Or just, uh, you know, you do sales and you use your car as part of uh, the opportunity to get to your clients on a regular basis. You got five sales calls a day, but you're using your personal vehicle where you're actually transacting business with that vehicle. So you're exposing yourself. So I need to know about those things so we don't have that kind of exposure for it. But we get it all the time. But people don't ask questions. Um, you call some 1-800 number and you get some girl in Omaha, Nebraska somewhere. I'm just saying Omaha. I don't know any if there's any insurance companies out there in Omaha. But they don't, they don't know anything about you. They don't know anything about your neighborhood. They don't know anything about the structures. They are licensed in 10 or 15 different states. So how can they customize a policy to proper, properly protect you against your needs? That's all. When you have an issue, a problem, you can drive over to my place. We can sit down. Well, maybe not during COVID, so relax. But I'm from here. You're going to see me at the grocery store. You're going to see me at the bank. You're going to see me walking around downtown. You can access me at any time. So you can trust what I'm telling you because you can always get to me. You can't get to Iowa and get up in that, that building on the 16th floor and talk to that girl that wrote that policy for you. 
and you know, taking the time to build that relationship uh, with all of with all of your vendors, I think, as a small business person, in in particularly with individuals such as your insurance agent, um, is so important. I mean, I remember back in my early days, uh, the the individual that I bought my health insurance for, actually for the family. I think mm-hmm. that that by the time it was all said and done, the gentleman by the, the policy that he wrote me for the family, I think he walked out the door actually losing money. Um, whenever we'd meet up because he would ask so many questions and make adjustments relative to that discussion that, you know, I mean, I'm going to tell you what I would have gone to war for the guy. He was, he was just phenomenal. uh, And I absolutely can attest the idea of, of making friends with, with people that impact your business, like your insurance. And, you know, when we talk about exposure, you've, you know, as you've just described, um, we've had a lot of exposure going around here over the last year. And, and it, you know, it goes beyond COVID. Um, there are other viruses around there that are lurking that we need to be aware of. We have horror mm-hmm. stories about small businesses getting hacked, their, their data being held hostage, uh, or, even, or even worse, their data being used to, to transgress uh, even other activities against mm-hmm. uh, you know, financial institutions and, and individual credit cards and whatnot. And there's a definite trend towards greater e-commerce platforms, which makes it even you know, more difficult. We've got Microsoft and Amazon. Uh, how important is it to have a uh, cybersecurity coverage and, and even describe what that looks like, if you would? So it is extremely important to have that. And like I spoke about earlier, in our bot, our business owner policy, we have something called a business shield. In that shield, what it does is it takes a look at your specific industry and all of the exposures that you have had out there in the prior year. It's adjusting that policy each year to make sure you're covered for those kind of exposures. Now, um, in in, in the insurance industry, there's a bunch of levers and buttons you can pull and turn on, turn off. I'd like to do the best thing to make sure that the customer is covered for all of the exposure that they have. So my price might be higher than the next guy. And if you don't understand insurance, you may say, well, you know, this guy's 200 bucks a year lower than you, right? Why is that? They go, show me the policy. If you can't show me the policy, I can't properly compare it. And if the guy's got a better price, fantastic. I'm going to do the right thing for you always, but you have to compare apples to apples. You know, back in the old days, you drive to one car dealer and then you get, you, you get the specs on the car and he give you the price and give you a quote for it. And then you go down the street to the other guy. The guy said, oh yeah, here, I can beat that. And then you find out later you have a different type of tire in there. You don't have that dual exhaust. You have your transmission is different. You've got leather mate seats because you didn't know to look for those things. You didn't know to look for it. What we do is to educate our clients first so that they understand about the policy. So you're getting a little mini insurance degree when you talk to us. We inform you, we let you know, we communicate with you on a regular basis anytime we have the ability to automatically text our clients, you know, we're billing any policy change so they're not caught off guard. They can communicate with us 724 
where our customer service is open, not great molding that, you know, I would like to say that, but however, Allstate will always answer the phone, whether I'm in the Bahamas or, you know, three o'clock in the morning, whatever, and get you the service you need. That information will be sent to me. And then next morning I'm following up. Uh, my closest con- uh, clients, I always say, look, if you're ever in an incident, if you have a house fire, or you have something that's uh, disastrous to happen to you and your family, call me, let me know about it. Because I want to be the guy out there handing you the check to make sure that everyone is doing what they're supposed to be doing. Okay? I'm, going to make, I'm going to be that guy. That, I, I put my red cape on and I turned into Super Ray because that's when you need me. When I sell you a policy and I hand you a piece of paper, there's no good feeling in that. You know what? It doesn't taste good. You can't walk around and show it to your friends. Nobody's happy buying insurance, including me. Nobody's happy buying insurance. However, I can maneuver and not worry. With the little snow we had yesterday, and Armando, don't tease us because we had snow yesterday. You know, I'm driving around in my truck and I'm not worried that if somebody hits me, I don't have enough coverage to protect. If I happen to run over somebody, I'm covered. If I slide into a building, I'm covered. That's a good feeling, okay? So that I won't be out of business next week because I had an accident. So that's really one of the things that people talk about when they have insurance coverage, which is peace of mind. Because you know you have managed your risk, you know, you are protected in many respects from either lawsuits or uh, things that, you know, you're going to lose if, if you're not covered uh, by insurance. So this was really good. And so we have some really good tips. And, and one is to really build a really good relationship with your uh, insurance agent and actually use them as, as a resource in addition to the purchase point for insurance. And, uh, you know, Mark brought up some really, really good points about really being proactive about uh, doing things that you can do so that, you know, you mitigate your risks before you even buy the policy. So that reduces your cost. So there's things you can do, you know, on your own proactively. So um, before we move on, I don't have another insurance question, but we do have and we're going to promote our still new feature on this podcast, which is question of the day, Ray. So our co-host and colleague, Tom Nixon, and he's going to be back again on our next episode, by the way, he's been soliciting questions from our listeners and online. So this week's question of the day comes to us from Amos Sheena of Tanya Pizza. He's been quite successful. And so here's the question, Ray, this is for you. Why do efforts to have meaningful open communications with employees come with so much risk? <laughs> in, today, in today's day and time, huh? right? <laughs> yes, sir. So, so understand this. If you have the way that I run my business, I, you know, I, wrote, I run an open door policy. Um, you know, you can see from the front of my office to the back of the office, I use glass. I want people to talk to me. I want people to tell me how they feel and what they need and what they want, whatever. If you're doing that every day, you're doing the best you can do. I've got the best policies to cover me, to protect me from any kind of issue. 
those are the only kind of people that I want to do business with, the only kind of people that I want to work with me. Unfortunately, everybody's not like that. But if you don't run your business in that way, if you're not open, you're not honest, you're not communicating with people, it's no different than a marriage. This is a relationship. And, you know, if I can't tell my wife that she burnt a chicken and, you know, be honest about it, <laughs> you know, who can I talk to? If I can't tell my employee, hey, you know what? You showed up late for work and, you know, I'm sorry uh, you got caught in traffic, but this has been the fifth time. And when you're not here, the phone is ringing. Well, you're always picking on me. Well, no. I mean, that's that's just doing business. Bottom line, it's, it's a business. You have to protect the business. You have to make sure that you have the proper insurance policies in place to protect you. Doing financial, uh, you know, investment retirement planning and all of the re regulation. I sit on this, the uh, State Board of Insurance, Department of Insurance and Financial Services for the state of Michigan. So, you know, I'm scrutinized a little bit more. Plus I have all, I have seven different licenses. So I tell people all the time, if you can't trust what I say or what I do, because I'm toast if I do anything, I, I'm in trouble. But I have the proper coverages to make sure if someone accuses me, I mean, I've had 20 employees over the seven years. And, you know, I've had people accuse me of, you know, not paying them right or something. I go, oh, okay, I have all the documents. Because anybody... In today's time, anybody can say anything and you have to defend yourself, whether it's true or not. You have to be able to defend yourself. And that business insurance policy, it's what's gonna do it for you. If you know you get caught in an accident, the guy says, no, it's their fault. And go, well, he ran the red light and you didn't. And they take you to court. Somebody's gotta pay for that lawyer. It's the insurance agency. So. Run your business like you run your household. Be true to it. Be true to the people that work with you. They don't work for you. They work with you. You are a team. And if you can't be totally honest with them, then, you know, I really feel sorry for your business because your business is never going to be what you want it to be. Uh, some of the greatest business leaders that I've seen and, and worked under and I've been advised by, you know, they all give me the same advice. Be honest. Be honest, be direct, you know, give them, give them information so that you empower them to make decisions. And if they're not that kind of person that you can empower to make decisions, then they probably don't need to work for you, especially at this level. So hopefully that answers your question. And I also want to say, you guys love insurance so much and you get so excited. You probably, you guys are probably the kind of guys that like watch, to watch paint dry too, right? <laughs> Every every chance I get, every chance right. I get, right? Hey, you know, right. paint drying the, right. the paint yeah. drying the grass, yeah. the grass <laughs> growing. But you know, I did want to follow up on that question. Um, again, when it comes up to uh, the question from Amos Sheena of Tanya Pizza, how we were able to weave it back into not only this discussion of insurance. But the previous, you know, the previous podcast that we've had, when I saw that question come across as to having meaningful open communications with employees in the risk that's involved in it, you know, I actually went back to our podcast that we had with Donna Hover of uh, Leaders Laboratory uh, and leadership, looking to yourself, 
to make sure that that you're demonstrating, particularly in a pizza shop where you're working with everybody. And I also look to the importance of things like the employee handbook, making sure you have the employee handbook, because I have to imagine that from an insurance standpoint, being able to demonstrate that you are following policy and procedures and you're not, you know, exposing yourself unnecessarily is um, is something that's important. So those are all really, really good input. And we'd like to thank Amos again for asking that question. Uh, and with that, Armando, how do we stand on time for today's podcast? Well, we're actually running a little bit over, Mark. So uh, you have to do your joke really, really quickly because we had a joke left over from the last podcast about a duck walking into a bar. So now you have to give us the storyline, and you gave us the punchline. So now we need the meat in the middle of the sandwich. Oh, wow. You know, and I, and I just threw it out there as a joke, and now they're going to draw me into it. But, you know, hey, I'm, I'm all for it. Okay, so at any rate, Duck walks into a bar, jumps up on top, walks down to the end, asks the bartender, do you have any grapes? Bartender says no. The duck leaves. Comes in the next day. Same thing. Jumps up on that bar top, walks across to the bartender, says, hey, bartender, you got any grapes? Bartender, no duck leaves, comes in the third day, walks up to the bartender, says, bartender, you got any grapes? Bartender says, look here, duck. He goes, you've come in here now three days looking for grapes. I haven't got them. You come in here tomorrow looking for grapes, and I'm going to nail those web feed ears right to the top of that bar. Duck gets down and leaves, comes in the next day, marches right down that bar top to the bartender and says, hey, bartender, got any nails? Bartender says, nope. Duck says, in that case, you got any grapes? <laughs> uh, you know, we need a horn. Tom has come in the wah wah. Armando, you asked for this, right? You did ask for it. Right? Hey, we indeed. had people. We, we had people tuning in. I think just as as a part of that, you know, what the heck? Yeah, sort of like the running soap opera, right? You can't just leave it hanging, right? So, Ray, thank you very much for uh, hey, being here. One, one real quick point now, Mark. That duck has a problem if he's going to the bar every day. He's probably an alcoholic too, right? <laughs> you know, he, he was looking for grapes of a different kind, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once again, Ray, thank you very much. Uh, and thank you to Mark and Tom Nixon, who is our studio recording engineer. Without him, we couldn't be doing this. So I want to thank you for listening to today's SCORE podcast. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur, small business owner in the early stages of your business, or even a longtime veteran business owner, this podcast is produced by SCORE to deliver information you can use to become a successful business owner. Join us again for another edition of our SCORE podcast. Thank you for listening to the SCORE podcast, where small business matters. For show notes, additional resources, and access to the tools discussed in this episode, please visit us at SEMichigan.score.org.